0: Hello and welcome to Super Insider, Australian Retirement Trust podcast series on investment markets, the economy, and making sure you can retire well with confidence. Today we're sitting here in Mianjin, otherwise known as Brisbane. It's tourable in Yuggera country, and I'd like to pay my respects to Elders past present and emerging. My name is Anne Fuchs. I'm Executive General Manager of Advice, Guidance and Education here at Australian Retirement Trust. And with me today are some gurus on all things around financial crime and scammers. So we're not really talking about investment markets in the economy today. Uh, Rebecca Mallet, who's our Manager of Financial Crime and Operations. Welcome to Super
1: Insider. Thanks, Anne. It's great to be here. And
0: Rod Greenaway, our Chief Technology Officer.
2: Thank you, Anne. Lovely to be here.
0: Now, before we kick off, I need to make sure I retain our brownie points on Super Insider with our compliance department here at ART. So uh, before we begin, I just want to do a general advice warning. I need to let everyone know what we're going to talk about today is general information only. Any advice doesn't take into account your personal situation. You should consider your circumstances and think about getting personal financial advice before acting on anything we discuss. You should also consider the relevant product disclosure statement and target market determination before deciding to acquire or continue to hold any financial product. You can find this information on our website or by calling us on 13 11 if you're a Super Savings Account holder or 1300 360 750 if you have a Q Super account. Okay, so where do we begin? Rod, I might start with you if that's okay. At a, at a high level, can you define a, what is a scam for, for our listeners?
2: Yeah, sure, Anne. Look, essentially, they're a, a fraudulent scheme, uh, typically done online or over the internet, uh, where scammers try to solicit information uh, from members uh, to effectively uh, take their money. Essentially,
0: and so, Rebecca, your job, financial crime in a super fund—that sounds heavy,
1: doesn't it? You know what? T- tell me about your role. So, our role there's there's uh, multiple facets to our role. We're looking at the transactions that come into the fund. We're looking for money laundering, terrorism financing, all of the stuff that we're expected to look, under, look after under our obligations and reporting obligations. And then what we're looking after is our members. We're making sure that they're secure, that their money's secure and that their information is safe. I guess it makes sense because superannuation is just such a significant, uh, pot, you know,
0: pot of money, if I can describe it that way. Now at the three trillion dollar marks or or thereabouts, so I guess it makes sense that you know what Rod was describing in terms of a scam,
1: actually is happening in superannuation too. So what are you seeing? I guess what we're seeing the most of is that our our members are compromised outside of our superannuation environment. This could be compromises of their data being breached on other websites, other platforms, and their their data has just been mined. That's scary. It can be, but what we're asking is for individuals to be vigilant, to understand where they're putting their data, what questions that they're answering, and and what are people going to do with it once they receive it. The, the themes that are coming through these days is this is happening. It's happening everywhere. It's not just something that's relevant to our superannuation environment. This is life these days. Data is the most important piece of information that we own. It protects us as individuals. It protects us financially and it protects it protects you into the future. So what we're just we're just saying is that that's where it starts. There's a compromise, your data is leaked and then it just gets used and collected and then all of a sudden there's enough information and then they come looking for where's your money. And so I guess things like having different
0: passwords for those websites where you've got a lot of personal data would be a great place to start and not using your first name, last name and your date of birth for both of them would also be a good place or a good thing to
1: not do. Correct. Just think about where are you, where are you reusing them, on what sites, how easy are those sites to get access to, but just think about this is the largest asset that you have outside of your family home. How are you going to protect it? What are the steps that you're going to put in place? And and one of those is yeah, just not reusing passwords over and over again, changing them up, and making sure that uh, they they're not straightforward, that they don't contain dates of birth or or key pieces of information like children's names or or pets' names. That's really good advice. Yeah, because that's what they look for. If they've gained access, or if your passwords have been compromised in the past, uh, they'll just reuse them, and and they're sold on the on the the net. So they'll just keep trying until they find a password that works.
0: Yeah. So what, uh, Rebecca, are there any um, stories, not to scare our listeners, because we generally don't like to scare our listeners on Super Insider, but is there an interesting just – short story uh, about something you're seeing in superannuation around financial crime and scamming?
1: Uh, I think one of the the emerging risks that we're starting to see is around transfers to self-managed super funds. The access of these scams is to get hold of the money. And if you think traditionally about superannuation, it used to be a long-term gain. You could only access it once you'd met a condition of release, you'd reached a preservation age, or you'd retired. These days, it's about how can you get hold of the money? What we've started to see in the industry is our members transferring funds to their self-managed super funds, so out of our traditional environments where it's generally kept a little bit more safe, it's secure, we've got investment strategies and we've got different controls in place to protect it. We're seeing our members who are receiving cold calls. They're getting calls from financial, you know, institutions that they've never engaged with, that they haven't had anything to do with before, saying to them, we can transfer your money, we can make you more money, Uh, we've got great investments, quick returns, you can invest in property, you can invest in crypto. So they're transferring their money. And what traditionally we'd, we'd expect is that these firms, they have quick setups, They're probably, you know, like burner institutions. They're filling out the forms for people. So they're saying, don't worry about filling in the paperwork. Just sign it. Just send it back to us. If it looks
0: too good to be true, run to the hills. Just take some time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the emerging trends that we're just starting to see, the risk okay. of transference to self-managed super funds and then early access to funds. Because as we all know, as you said, super is a large pot of money. Mm. And once it's gone, you know, once it's, it hits a bank account, it's really hard to get back. And
0: what do you do if you're a member and you think this has happened to you? You're listening to this podcast and you're like, hold on. I think I just had one of those interactions last week and I actually asked them to help me. What What do you do?
2: I think first and foremost is call your fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly is always monitor your transactions, be that your bank account or your super fund. Just stay really alert and awakened to what's happening on your accounts.
0: Okay. So, Rebecca, what, I guess, if you're um, in that spirit of we all have a role to play, uh, what are what's your advice if you were sitting around uh, the kitchen table with our members and saying, look, this is what you've got to do, what would you be <laughs> saying to them?
1: Uh, The first thing I'd be saying to them is how up to date are your details? Does your fund know where you live now? Does your fund know what your contact details are and how to engage with you? Engage early. Don't be one of these people who doesn't, you know, I don't have to worry about super. There's 40 years until I retire. It's all taken care of. And then secondly, I think I'd be saying to them, log on to Member Online. Have a look at what's going on and listen out for those key indicators if you didn't authorise that request or expect that request to happen, what you should do is contact your fund immediately. You can either reach out to us via our our web pages, or you can email us, or you can contact us. There are many ways to get in touch with us, but early intervention is key. So Rod, if you see a text message from Art, what should a member do
0: if it just doesn't in terms of making sure it looks right, uh, or, or Rebecca, really, who wants to jump in on that one?
2: And call the fund, ring up and say, I've got this text, because it could actually help the fund in helping other members to say, look, there is fraudulent activity out there, look out for these. So it's actually helping other members as well, if you actually take action.
1: Take down the details as well. That's what I would say. What was the? How did you get the text message? What, what phone number did it come from? What email address did it come from? Maybe, you know, rather than because obviously we don't want you to click on things or forward the emails, but take a copy of it so that you can provide it to us so that when we're investigating something in the financial crimes team, we've got the data. We can then work with information security and our IT teams to look at the metadata behind these things and just interrogate it further. Are many members doing that now? Um, yes, they are. We do We do receive you know, like messages through from our frontline staff telling us that the members have received, you know, random text messages, random emails. We had, I think, one the other day where it was a website that they weren't quite sure if it was an Australian Retirement Trust website. So our members are thinking in the right way. They are getting in touch with us. They are telling us when this is happening. We just need the data behind it. It's really difficult for us to – because everything's digital these days.
2: I think as well, if members get that text, not only call the fund – and talk to the fund, but it's really important to talk to family and friends as well, so they're aware and spread the word.
0: Yeah, okay, that's really good advice. So, uh, a scam is something that's happening in superannuation; it's happening across all across Australia. To your to your point, Rod. So, I guess final sort of wrap up around our listeners: if they're gonna if they're gonna walk away from this um, listening to this podcast and do one or two things, they
1: would be. The one thing I tell anybody who listen to me think about your email the, if you're going to get compromised or if you're going to get hacked, it's, it's likely that it's also going to happen in your email. And most of the time we think about how we interact with our emails and we go, oh, I've deleted my emails, I've cleared out my inbox. But what about your sent items? Think about the things that you send. I saved. hadn't
0: thought about sent items. Exactly. On
1: my, yeah, on my personal account. Think okay. about what you're saving in that area of your emails. You're sending documents to your bank. You're sending documents to your super fund. They could contain completed claim forms. They could contain information that contains your bank details. They could contain certified identification documents. All of the pieces of information that make you vulnerable and would make it easy for somebody else to access your details and your money. Yeah, okay. Rod, any... Look, I think
2: further to Rebecca's point about the sent emails, that's the digital world, but also we still get things on print and we throw them in our garbage. So be really careful about um, what you throw in the bin and if you can, rip it up if you don't have a shredder or shred them. Uh, Secondly, I think it always comes back to... Uh, being vigilant and being aware and there's a concept in information security of zero trust and I think when it comes to these types of things with emails and and text messages and so forth is to have that zero trust mindset and if you see something in there is to is to really be querying it and and being vigilant and being aware And, And, and and obviously your passwords in your passwords as well. That's uh, be, really be
0: good advice. I know when I walk, uh, uh, Larry, who I often speak about uh, my dog on Super Insider, and you see uh, unit blocks and there's, you can see all of these post boxes full of personal mail and all of these personal details, and it, I just always worry about someone could easily just go and grab it. So that's another good call out, Rod. Look, I think uh, it's been wonderful having you here on the show. And the reason why this is so important, albeit we haven't been talking about investing in the economy, but this does so much impact uh, you as members, our listeners, retiring well with confidence. Uh, this, These are your precious retirement savings. Obviously, it's our job here at Australian Retirement Trust to keep it safe. But as you've heard from our experts here today, it's also uh, your role as well to really uh, play that play a part in keeping your personal data safe. Rebecca Rod, it's been marvellous having you on Super Insider. Have you enjoyed it?
1: It's been great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's man. been interesting. Yeah. It's been good.
0: Excellent. You weren't going to tell me otherwise <laughs> exactly anyway. <right>. Let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, to our viewers, thanks again for joining us. You can listen to us on Spotify or uh, obviously on your Apple podcast as well. Uh, thanks again and uh, we'll see you soon.